Did you know that living with type 1 diabetes can affect your memory? That's right. Now today we're getting into the other side of that equation, the number one thing that type 1 diabetics forget, and of course that that is the one thing that will fix your blood sugars inevitably. I got a story for you, a couple different golden nuggets that I know you're going to appreciate and something special for you if you stick around to the end. If you don't know who I am, my name is Matt Vandevecht. I'm a certified master fitness trainer and nutritionist and I live with type 1 diabetes. I'm going to share you some secrets today that I think are going to change your life for the better. But before we get into that, I'm going to jump into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, so if you've been watching for a while, you know that I've got a young one. She's like 15 months now, and her favorite thing to do is wake up during the night. It's been fantastic. Pretty sure you can hear her right now, actually. <laughs> She's preparing her lungs for... Uh, the the calls during the night i i'm pretty sure she's just waking up to tell us that she loves us but either way it is interrupting our sleep and it has been it's been difficult not gonna lie with you guys uh there have been a few nights where i was like this is the night to go to sleep i'm finally gonna be you know ready for it to prepare my blood sugars i did all my work i'm ready to go and then it's just a, a night full of terror <laughs> but all that aside i want to share with you guys something that everybody seems to be forgetting as it relates to our blood sugars now with this whole experience that i've been going through the sleepless nights i've noticed number one it's been stacking against my blood sugar management if you don't know lack of sleep can absolutely have an impact on blood sugars i've noticed a more difficult blood sugar pattern and it's been difficult to manage as it relates to meals and wake-ups and uh, all the fun stuff but that's not what we're talking about today. Today we're talking about the habit that I had created, which was a lack of sleep. And you're saying, well, Matt, you have a daughter that's waking you up in the middle of the night. That's not a habit of not sleeping, right? But the reality is I had just grown to accept that. Everybody around me had been telling me, oh, this is just what it's like. You know, eventually they'll learn how to sleep on their own. Eventually you'll sleep again. Or my favorite, Oh, no, you never get to sleep more. You just find this renewed sense of energy magically. <laughs> I was like, where is that? I would love to feel energized again. But what I found interesting is that the community around me had told me, oh, no, this is just how it is, right? How many of you have been told that with your diabetes, maybe even by your doctors? Oh, no, this is just how it is. Uh, your blood sugars won't cooperate. Oh, you just can't eat that food. Oh, you just can't live a normal life, right? Or, oh, you're just going to get complications. It's part of the deal. I'll raise my hand for somebody who was told that by their doctor, right? But with the things that we're told as a community with diabetes or for sleep <laughs> as a new parent, we don't always have to listen to that. Now, what I found interesting is that in this phase of not sleeping, I too had fallen prey to this idea that this was just normal. This is just how it is, right? And uh, there was no getting around it. So my brain wasn't thinking of solutions. I was just like, oh yeah, I, you just have to deal with it. And, you know, having fun complaining to other parents and they're like, oh, yep, yeah, we get it, right? And we're all just throwing this pity party for ourselves, being complacent with the situation, not even considering other options because we had been told and we're telling ourselves, Oh, this is just how it is. 
right? That complacency had truly set in. And every morning, let me paint this picture for you. Every morning, I wake up with a headache, not because I have a headache, but because I am so tired. More recently, I have woken up physically in pain because I do work out. I'm still training for a triathlon. <laughs> if you're new to the channel, that's what I'm training for. Uh, so I train an absurd amount during the day and then I don't sleep. Well, your body recovers when you sleep. So if I'm not sleeping, I'm not recovering. I wake up just in pain. It's just, this is just how it's been. And there's the language again. That's just how it is. That's just how it's been, right? And uh, unfortunately, I had, I found myself in this pattern of trying to accept it, of like, well, how can I manage? And so I started drinking more coffee. You know, two coffees became three. Three coffees became extra caffeinated three coffees. In fact, the other day I had two nitro cold brews in one day. If you don't know what that is, it's a very caffeinated drink from Starbucks. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. But now I'm at the point where even that is like, oh, this just gets me by. And it's like, holy cow, something's wrong with this picture, right? So long story short, I had to make some changes in my own life. Notice that I was working late. I was eating late. I wasn't prioritizing bedtime. Some other parents might understand this or people who just are very busy where I get to nighttime and in my head, I'm like, this is the only time during the day that I get to do things that I want to do, whether it's video games or TV or talk with my wife or uh, scroll through social media and whatever it is that I want to do. That's the only time of my day that I get me time, right? And so I found myself staying up later than I needed to because I wanted to have me time. I was like, well, I'm not going to give up the only time of day that I have for me. So we'll just sacrifice a little extra sleep. No problem. The next day, of course, I wake up, headache, in pain, hating my life. <laughs> like, oh, right, I should have gone to sleep, right? Now, what I found at the core of my issue is that I wasn't prioritizing the one thing that I was complaining about, right? And again, oftentimes I hear this uh, subconsciously, I will say, on consultation calls with other diabetics. They tell me these things are a priority, and then they tell me their actions that they've committed to, and they don't line up. Right? They're like, oh, yeah, blood sugars are absolutely a priority, but I'm not going to pre-bullets if I'm eating out because I'm not going to wait to eat my food. What are you, nuts? Uh, I'm not going to count my carbs unless it's food that has pre-packaged items and I just can count them. You know, I don't want to measure anything. That sounds ridiculous. Um, I don't like having my alerts go off because it's annoying in my friend groups, so I'm just not going to have my CGM alert me. And I'm like, one, two, three. These are things that you need to do if you're going to prioritize your diabetes. And ultimately, it got into a point last night for me, actually, where I was like, if I don't prioritize this, and I told my wife this, I said, I actually feel like I'm dying. Like my body was shutting down. And I wear this fancy biometric scanner on my wrist, and it was telling me, hey, your vitals have changed in a bad way. <laughs> like, you need to change something. And every single day for the last month, it has been alerting me, prioritize your sleep, get more rest, you need more REM cycles. And I'm like, I know, but this is just how it is. And that phrase has gotten me into such deep trouble that now I got to a place where I told my wife, I feel like I'm dying. It was bad. So last night, we set like from middle of the day forward was like, how do we prioritize sleep? This has to happen for both of us. We're both too busy to take naps during the day. Uh, we need to prioritize this. 
it has to happen. And when it became a must, it finally clicked where it was like, wait, there's things that we can do. We can put them in place so that we get better sleep, so that our daughter gets better chances of getting sleep. Spoiler alert, she still woke up last night, but it wasn't five times. It was like once or twice. So once we had prioritized it, our brain clicked into solution mode. And it was like, oh, wait, yeah. So if I eat dinner earlier, and this is me as a diabetic speaking right now, right? If I eat dinner earlier, I have less insulin on board as I get closer to bedtime, and I have less risk of higher volatility with blood sugars, right? If I'm going to bed with five units of insulin on board, who knows? It could go up, it could go down. And I had fallen into a pattern. You're going to hear this word a lot, pattern. Patterns are very important for habit recognition, habit creation. I had fallen into this pattern where I was eating dinner at like 8 o'clock at night, 8.30. There was a night where I ate dinner at 9 p.m. And it was like, oh, and you're just going to go to bed at 10? No, it's not going to work. And it did not work. Surprise, surprise. So once we had prioritized it and decided we were going to get some quality sleep, now we started to think in solution mode. We get things in place like doing the dishes before dinner instead of waiting till after, um, you know, setting up our, our night for success, making commitments to not scroll through our phone until midnight, right? And when we made it a priority, the things started falling in place, got to bed on time. And it was amazing. It was still an hour later than I had anticipated, but I got to bed earlier than I had been. I actually felt decent this morning and it was amazing. However, it does not stop there. This is where it gets into the diabetes realm, right? So first step is looking at prioritizing. I told you on these calls with people that I've had every once in a while, and this isn't common, but every once in a while I hear diabetes is a priority. I'll do anything to fix it. And then in the same conversation, but I won't do pre-bolus, but I won't do carb counting, but I won't do X, Y, Z. And it's like, this isn't a priority for you. Like we're going to have to talk again in a year when you've had some shifts mentally, like you have to prioritize this and be ready for changes if you expect to have radical change, right? Uh, another phrase that I love, nothing changes when nothing changes. You can say it's a priority all you want, but if your actions don't follow suit, it's not going to change anything at all. Just like I suffered for months with terrible sleep. Well, yeah, if you're not going to bed on time, then any interruptions during the night are going to be exponentially worse, right? I could have prioritized my sleep and gone to bed earlier so that I at least get a couple hours of sleep uninterrupted before my daughter starts to wake up. So making it a priority, diabetes, that has to be the first decision that you make. And if it's not a priority right now, I'm not here to tell you, you have to make it a priority right now. Everyone's on a different journey. If it's not your time to prioritize diabetes, I'm not here to change your mind. I'm simply saying, if you're wondering why blood sugars aren't cooperating, it might be because you've settled in and you've decided, oh, this is just how it is, right? You've listened to those terrible advice-giving doctors that tell you, oh, diabetes just sucks. You're gonna get complications, don't even try, right? <laughs> so instead, if you're looking for improvement, or at the very least, if you're looking to make diabetes suck less, you have to prioritize it and act on that prioritization. Now, here's the second step. I'm going to give you guys this one as the, the, the next logical step for you in your journey. Once it's a priority, once you've decided to commit to that and your, your brain goes into solution mode, okay, how can I improve blood sugars? Maybe I should pre-bolus, right? How long should I pre-bolus for? Is it always 15 minutes or is it 10 sometimes and 20 other times? 
I'll tell you, there's a science and an art behind the pre-bullets, but that's for a different episode. Now, the second step is that once you've decided and prioritized your diabetes management, you have to start working towards the right solutions. There's a hundred different solutions for blood sugars. We got cinnamon, we got a vegan diet, keto diet, just exercise more. Everyone's got a different answer for you. But the reality is that there's only a core group of strategies that actually work across the board. And then from there, you must personalize those strategies to yourself or have a coach to guide you in that process to help you customize it, right? And shorten that learning curve. But the issue is that there's so much misinformation out there. There's so many uh, just different things that are going to go against each other, right? That it's hard to pick and choose which ones are best for you. I'll give you a prime example. How do you sleep better? Because it's not just about me getting more sleep, right? It's not just a quantity. It's also a qualitative measurement. I need higher quality of sleep. Reducing the interruptions at night, yes, that would be a big next step. But for us right now, there's a little bit of a difficulty in that. We can't just remove our child. <laughs> so we have to look at other possible solutions for that. But how else can I improve the quality of my sleep? Well, I know from my research, I can reduce screens before bed, right? Less blue lights, so less mobile devices, TVs, video games, any of that kind of stuff. I can stop eating a couple hours before bed, right? No late night snacks unless it's necessary for a hypo, obviously. Um, I can reduce high impact exercise before bed if that's something I was into. I can uh, work on my circadian rhythm, sunlight first thing in the morning and last light of the day. I can make sure to get adequate exercise during the day. I can work on my diet, lower inflammatory foods. I can reduce the light in my room. I can optimize the temperature in my room, right? There's a lot of things that go into the science behind quality sleep. Similar to blood sugars, there's a lot of science behind quality control of your blood sugars versus just reacting. And oftentimes that's what I see is that the first step you learn is how to react to blood sugars. Oh, they're high. Take insulin quick. Oh, they're low. Quick, stuff my face with sugar, right? Yes, you are prioritizing it. You're more aware of it. So you will take better control of it initially, but you will also hit a plateau very quickly where you realize this can't be the end because this is way too much work and my blood sugars are bouncing up and down all day long. My time and range might look better. My A1C might be improving. So on paper, my doctors are proud of me, high five in me, right? Hey, you're improving. Good job. <laughs> we don't have to worry about you anymore. But the reality is that the higher volatility blood sugars can lead into burnout for us because all that effort, it's like spinning your tires in the mud. It feels like a whole lot of effort for a whole lot of nothing right? And with that reactionary approach to diabetes, we burn out and then stop trying. It ruins the whole cycle. What we need to feel is momentum and progress with our diabetes, which does require a different set of strategies and ultimately the right system. If you can plug into the right system for your blood sugars, or in our case, what we teach is a formula, a literal equation for how to predict stable blood sugars, that is where you find your peace. That is where you find your freedom, your flexibility with blood sugars. That is how you get to a place where blood sugars aren't constantly on your mind, whether it's because they're terrible and out of control or because they're just so much work to barely keep under control, right? So to zoom out on this episode, because I'm, I'm giving you a lot right now and I want to make sure this all settles in and you understand what the, the next steps are for you. The first step to getting this thing figured out 
is prioritizing your blood sugars actually. Like not just saying blood sugars are a priority and like telling people that you're working on it. You have to actually decide and act on that prioritization. All right, so first step, you have to make diabetes a priority. Second step is you gotta work towards the quality control. Like I was going for sleep initially, I was just trying to get more and that works, right? But I have to also get the qualitative measurements in play. So how do I get better REM cycles? How do I get better circadian rhythm measurements? How do I control the other factors, right? Limit light, control the temperature, um, remove distractions before bed that are gonna keep my brain alert and spinning, right? With blood sugars, there's over 42 variables that impact blood sugar control, which means you're probably going to have to either ask some ask some questions to the right person, right, or do your own research. There's one or the other. There is no sit and wait for someone to fix it because I got bad news for you. Nobody is coming to fix your diabetes for you. You have to play an active role, which is why see step one, make it a priority exists right? You have to decide to make it a priority. And then step two is to systematize your control so that there's a quality component in there as well. I don't want you bouncing around putting all this effort into your diabetes and just to burn out a couple weeks into it or a couple months into it, depending on your willpower, right? This should be uh, intentional efforts being put into this, not wild guesses, hoping that it works. So what I wanted to share with you, I told you in the beginning, I'd share some special opportunity with you. We're actually reopening the Fix My Blood Sugars Challenge for this purpose. I've noticed so many times people want to prioritize it. They're ready. They're sitting on the starting gates, ready to just go for it, enter the race. But the issue is they don't know how to run the race. They don't know what the steps are without entering into that reactionary version of diabetes management. Go high, take insulin, go low, eat sugar. And it's just this roller coaster all day long, right? Instead of reacting, this challenge teaches you how to respond intentionally to the patterns, to the analysis, to teach you why the blood sugars do what they do. I am fully confident in this challenge that it will change your life, that the entire goal of the challenge is to show you how to get to 90% time and range or better. Now, if you don't know my previous past, I've been above 90% time and range averages for years, like week to week, month to month, year over year above 90% time and range. And these are the exact strategies that I use. This is the first and only time I've put them out there in this manner in a more uh, large capacity where we're showing people how to do what I do. And this is the one chance that you have to jump in there, take full advantage of it before we close the doors back up again so we can clean house and, and make sure it's, it's properly packaged for the next go around, which I don't know when that's going to be. So if you're looking for Yes, I have prioritized my diabetes. I need to know what the steps are. Like, how do I get there? You got to go to fixmybloodsugars.com. It's a website. You go there, you register for it. It's a five-day challenge. Each day, there's one video to watch with perfect instructions, a clear message showing you how it applies to your life, what to look for, and then a short little snippet of homework to help you implement because that's the next step in this process. Step three is implementation. So prioritize. You got to learn how to do it and you have to implement. 
once you implement results will follow it's absolutely incredible we have people who are crying on camera because of how this changed their life this exact challenge you don't want to miss out i share this because it has changed hundreds of people's lives and i want you to be the next one so if you haven't done it yet go over to fixmybloodsugars.com it's a challenge that will radically change how you view your diabetes these are new methods updated methods that are being taught inside that course and you also have the guidance of my team as well and access to our community and a bunch of other cool stuff just go check it out fixmybloodsugars.com be sure to take care of yourself because no one else is going to do it all right so i hope this was helpful for you i gotta hop off onto another call but uh, enjoy the challenge as you're going through it be sure to implement don't just watch the videos and sit back and, and say oh this is cool like this is amazing info no, you have to use it if you want to experience that life-changing component. Hit 90%, understand how to respond, and essentially and wholly fix your blood sugars. All right, so fixmybloodsugars.com. Go check it out. I'll see you over there. It's going to be a blast. Uh, we're kicking off soon, so go ahead and do it as soon as you can, and I'll catch you in that one. All right, hope you enjoy this episode. I'll see you guys next week, every week, and keep up the fight.